Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Hurt people hurt people. That's our topic today. Why do hurt people hurt us? How and in what ways does this happen? And what can we actually do to control our own behaviors surrounding those situations? But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So what do you think about hurt people hurting people? Well, I, I mean, it's a great. I think it's a great title. Um, I know. I don't think we came up with that it's title. It's been mine. around for many. Yeah, it's a saying. Many, yeah, it's a saying. Um, and it makes 100% sense from a, from a logical standpoint. You know, if I'm in a great mood and things are going well, you know, I'm probably going to be nicer than I usually am, right? I'm not going to be going around like, you know, trolling people's accounts on Instagram or, yeah. you know, you know, running people over or, you know, punching people in the face like Mark Wahlberg did when he was a kid. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> um, but if I'm in a bad mood, you know, things aren't going well or, you know, just lost a deal or you, you lose something and someone kicks you, you know, the, the first reaction might be to kick the first person you see. Yeah. You know, hurt people hurt people. So, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Um, I mean, being a red blue, to me, if I like when people like you know, if someone gives me a, a snarky remark or an insult or tries to hurt my feelings, I don't really usually take it uh, to heart because I always kind of put it back on them. Yeah, I, I always kind of th- say in my head. I think this might even be one of the four agreements. Uh, I always think in my head like, oh, what, what's up with them today? Why are they having such a bad day? You know, did they yeah, have a bad day? Don't yeah. take it personally. Yeah, yeah. I don't really take it personally. Yeah. Um, so it's easier for me, maybe not as much for our Indigo audience. Well, you know, it's hard for me. Yeah, I know. It's really hard for you. <laughs> yeah. And I always have to read, we tell you like, you know, you don't want everybody to like you. Your pep talk. Yeah. Because if everybody likes you, you know, you're doing something wrong. Right. You know, the other day you actually told me like one of the neighbors yes. doesn't like one of our other neighbors and that neighbor happens to be a real gossip. Yes. So if that neighbor likes you that other neighbor, yeah. then that would mean that that other neighbor was probably a real gossip too. Yeah, I was just telling you about that. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, can you believe it? And you were like, well, that makes sense actually. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and it's actually a, a better yeah. mark on the on the person because, yeah. it, hey, if the gossip doesn't like you, maybe you're doing something right. Yeah, you're not a gossip. <laughs> I mean, it also is that neighbor doesn't like me either, I That's think. That's true, and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, great, <laughs> I'm doing something right. Um, we all get the pitchforks. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is definitely something that uh, people should be aware of, and, okay. I, and I think cool. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely you know it, it's you know I sometimes now recognize you know I recognize that now maybe when I was you know a few years back I wouldn't recognize that that if I was in a bad mood and I just kind of paid it forward so to say to somebody else yeah but now I kind of recognize that more and I try not to do it as much yeah to to hurt people when you're hurt. Anyway, I, wa- I wanted to, you know, I made my famous lists here and I have a few celebrities that, you know, maybe you're not, you know, they hurt people or whatever. They do questionable things or have done questionable things in their past. And I want, you know, and I don't get about these people is, you know, why do people like idolize them? Mm-hmm. Why do people follow them? You know, what is it? I mean, they, they have very, you know, some of these people don't have any talent. It's a common uh, red rant around here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, if someone's going to have, like, millions of followers, you better have a great talent. You better have done something <laughs> so incredible for me to follow you. That's a that's like, a false agreement. Like, a yeah. lot of people are super famous for absolutely nothing. No, I know, and, and that irks me. <laughs> I know. It just irks me. <laughs> like, you know, Alex Holden, who climbed El Cap, he's like a... You know, fan, you know, free solo. Yeah, free solo. He, no equipment. He climbed El Capitan with no equipment. He's Scott's right. idol. Like everybody in the world should follow him. Actually, I don't. I don't follow him. But you everybody don't, you should. Don't follow no, him. I don't follow him. But he I only should. posts about how much he hates 
a society. society. And then once yeah. in a while, it's like an, an ad. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's got to pay the bills to keep climbing things. You know, if Albert Einstein was still alive, you know, you know, creating the theory of relativity. Yeah, everyone should be following him. You know, maybe, Do you, you follow know. really smart scientists no. on your Instagram? No, I don't follow anybody. You followed that coconut guy we saw in The Prophet. Oh, yeah, see, he might follow. <laughs> like, like, that's who you follow. Like, right. You're watching The Prophet and the coconut water right. guy, and you're like, oh, I'm going right. to follow him. Right, and, and the thing is, I, I, I mean, I think I follow like a couple hundred people, and I don't even know how they got there. Like, I don't know who hit the button. Because, like, you know, like, a lot of times, like, I don't care if I follow you or not. It's, like, a big deal. Like, I just forget. You know, like, I, I would, like, forget. To, like, sometimes I just forget. Or, <laughs> it's true. Like, it's not even personal. I think that like, I have, like, like, close friends I don't even follow. I know. Because, like, I don't, uh... You don't know. Yeah, I just don't get it. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. But anyway. And, and then sometimes, like, I just have random people. But anyway, this is not about me. Yeah. This is about Christy, Chrissy Teigen. Yes. Chrissy this is Teigen. what this is about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so she has 34.9 million followers. And I scrolled a little bit through her Instagram. I got a little nauseous. Uh, she does have some nice pictures of her of her family. Okay, so that being said, but then you know she's got like this picture of her in the bathroom. She's holding her phone in a mirror. You know the mirror selfie in the bathroom. I don't know why people still do those. I don't get it. She and that had two hundred and sixty four thousand people click like on yeah. that. And you know, like what is that? What, what's going so- on here? The thing with Chrissy Teigen is she's under fire. She's in the uh, headlines. And she is repeatedly, but, like, she's in them currently because people are kind of coming out and being like, hey, your nasty tweets about me hurt my feelings. And she does – she has done some really nasty, nasty tweets um, personally attacking people. She's purple. And she's very, like, what I would call mic drop purple. Okay. Now, your aura color does not mean your intention – so you're, we're all in charge of our own intention. It's just the way that it kind of comes out is usually ruled by our aura color. So with her, I feel like her intentions are to, you know, get attention or or make people laugh or connect with her humor, with her mic drop honesty. I feel like a lot of people follow her because she's – it's kind of like she says the things that you would never put online. Like, like if you're – for example, she called um, the, like a little kid who won an Oscar cocky. And she put that like on a tweet and she has like 13 million followers on Twitter. And it's not, and maybe that's something like your, I don't know, friend would say to you on the couch eating popcorn. Watch. Like, is that kid cocky looking? Like you never put that on Twitter. It's a child, you right, know, exactly. but she does that a lot. Like she puts those mic drop kind of like straight up, very direct. Um, and they're entertaining. You know, and I think people are like relate like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking that or that's interesting. Yeah, you can think things and you can find them funny, but it's less funny when it's hurting people because of the platform that you have. So I feel like that's why people follow her. She's got that relatability um, and she says things people find shocking, entertaining. Okay, can I go back one more second? What did you say the kid was known for, the child that she made fun of? This was an Oscar winner. Oh, an Oscar winner. So maybe, okay, just hear this theory out here. So this kid's an Oscar winner. Obviously, I'm assuming some talent there. Very talented. Very talented. I don't know who the person is. Well, she's like eight or nine and won an Oscar. So like, my God. So there's got to be some talent there, of course, maybe incredible talent there. And maybe she's hurt because she has no talent. I can see her totally. Like, what's her talent? Well, she's a model. She's known for being a model. I think yeah. that was sport in tw- 2010. Okay. Um, she was a sports illustrated swimsuit. You know, a great right. achievement for sure. She's married to John Legend. She does seem to attack people 
I mean, she t- with I talent. Know, she does. Yeah. She seems to attack people with talent, and right. I do feel like she likes to be kind of like head honcho. She likes to kind of control, have her fingers on the pulse of what's going on, right. and feel a little bit powerful that way. Sure. Right. All right. So there's only really one way to take away her power, and that is just to click the unfollow button. <laughs> All right, the next one we have and is one of the housewives, mm. um, and we could have put a lot of people in here. <laughs> um, okay, so this is Erica Jane. Yeah. She goes by The Pretty Mess. She has 2.3 million followers on Instagram, and I went through her Instagram as well and just just very odd pictures. You know, one was with her, had a bandana on in white lingerie, and her mouth is open and her eyes are closed. She has like an alternate ego. Yeah, I don't know what was going on it's in like this Erica picture. It's like Erica Jane is her alternate ego. Right. I mean, this is something like I really wouldn't want on my Instagram or whatever. <laughs> That's, but yeah. 58,000 people liked it. And again, my question is, you know, I know, why are people following her? I know she was just in the news with her ex-husband, I think you were telling me. Yeah, so she was, was married or is. I don't know if they're divorced yet. It's finalized. Um, Tom Girardi who you might know him. He was like Aaron Brockovich. He was that lawyer. Okay. So he, he got uh, his name for being the little guy's lawyer. So he would make a lot of money. He would help people who blue collar people, you know, get their settlements from companies that did them wrong. And it seems like over the years he was not being very ethical. And then he finally got caught recently with the Boeing and uh, plane victim, like burn victims, burn victims which is yeah. terrible. I mean, and they haven't seen a dime of the money that they... So desperately deserve. Oh and um, there was a Hulu documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler, about it. And then I guess the big question is, did she know? So she's yellow and purple. Um, and I, just looking at her, and I think this is why people follow her. She has a, a survivor mentality. Um, I feel like she's very much like advocating, you know, be yourself, you know, she pulled herself up from her bootstraps. She talks about where she came from. She didn't come from a lot. You know, she wor- She did work her way up. She was a cocktail waitress when this guy married her. Okay, uh, okay. so basically she just married someone with money. Well, I mean, I mean you know, fly, you know, what is it? The but, whole honey thing. You yeah. can't catch flies with vinegar. Right, you know, right. there's something about her that, you know, made opportunities come her way for okay. whatever reason. Fair enough. So anyway, so I feel like with her, she was interesting to people for a really long time and I even liked watching her on Beverly Hills Housewives because she just would do her own thing and kind of stand up for herself. But I think the big question is, is did she know? Here's the thing. I don't feel like Tom was very big on like, hey, honey, let's go over our finances. Uh, here's, you know, money I stole from the burn victim so you can like get right. your wardrobe but, <laughs> done. But I mean, come on. I mean, you have to know something's I think she, going on. I, yeah, and that's like speculation. But like right. I truly feel like she looked the other way. Right. You know, and maybe she didn't know. Maybe she thought it was weird. He, I don't, I feel like they lived separate lives. I felt okay. like they lived separate lives for a really long time. And she would say that they were close and he just worked a lot or whatever. Yeah. You know, I feel like they had an arrangement and now, it was very separate. Isn't she also known for like flaunting, like how much wealth she has? Oh my gosh. And yeah. She just bought like, I bought these Hermite, Hermite bag or whatever for $10 yeah, million dollars and it looks like a piece of crap. Yeah. And things like that. I don't know. I just saw that bag on the recent episode of. Real Housewives. It's like a $100,000 bag. Yeah, and it looked like a piece of junk. I know. Uh, but they were all like thinking it was so great. I know. Um, That's how they measure value and worth. In, in the materialistic world, value and worth is measured by like the leather bag you're carrying. It's, it's total disgusting. I know. I know you're really upset. And Red yeah, Nancy when I put on Real Housewives. But anyways, you know, but <laughs> I, it, yo, you're right. I, yes, and the song was, it's, ex, ex, it's expensive to be me. 
It is, oh, that money can't buy me class. That's the countess. That was <laughs> I like, love that one. Well, it's that, so bad. It the is irony so bad. in both of them was money can't buy you class was countess. She got like arrested for <laughs> drunkenly walking into the wrong person's room. And right. then she like wrestled with a police officer. Money and then she has this class. song, money can't buy you class. And then this one, it's expensive to be me. It did not age well. No. That did not age well. Because... And now they keep putting it in the background of all like any sort of news spots. Right. Like you hear it, like but they put like a haunted tone on it, like a haunted auto. Like it's expensive to be made. Oh my god! Now here's my thing with this. <laughs> now we don't know. Like it, it is innocent to proven guilty. Yeah, you know, of in this country, of course. So we can't. We don't know yet that she knew. It might come out that she did. I don't know. You're just asking why people follow her, and but I think I just, that's. And now I yeah. think people want to know. Yeah. They want to like like. Uh, it's just like wow, you like flaunted it burn victims right please now people might be following her so that we can all see her please move into the one bedroom apartment with the coin laundry (laughs) downstairs you know like you have to carry your groceries upstairs the two flights of stairs like we're just like hey live like the rest of us right but yeah (laughs) like we're like yeah yeah but i mean if it let's say it is proven that she didn't know it comes out if she didn't know that's that sucks no, but let's say she, no. Let's say it comes out that she did not. Oh, that's terrible. And I mean, how could someone then, other than like what you're saying? But then, how could someone still continue to idolize that person and follow them you don't, and like their their I pictures? I think like, you don't want to believe. I think there's a couple things. I think some of us react in different ways. Sometimes we know that we're not perfect, so we don't try to judge other people. Right. She might have been, I think she was a really big icon for a lot of people coming out. Okay. You know, she was a big gay icon. Like a lot of people like were like, oh my gosh, she accepts me. This is like, um, right. she was kind of like a beacon of hope and light okay. for a lot of people in that community. So I feel like that was something that. Right. So there's some good there too. Yeah. All right. But I mean, that's, it's, it's a really sad situation because of the victims. Yeah. And I think like, let's say God forbid you did something like that and I didn't know about it, but there, I can't imagine there wasn't a part of me that didn't kind of know yeah and even then i'd be like oh my gosh like i can't live i can't live with any of this stuff anymore like i wouldn't want it like that's me i'd be like i need return it all i yes please take it all right my next one is mark Wahlberg. Um, so i don't know about this one yeah okay now you read his brother donnie Wahlberg. i did uh, yes in person in person very nice very very polite fantastic with jenny mccarthy Mm -hmm. very was you know they were so such a nice couple so nice now mark Wahlberg and i and again, I don't follow Mark Wahlberg, but you know, I've always, I've actually respected him. I think he's a great actor. He's funny. Very funny. Play a lot of different roles. He's got dads or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A funny movie. You know, he can play the, you know, the, the bad cop, good cop, whatever. Yeah. You know, the action guy, he the comedian. <laughs> yeah. he, he's very talented. 16.8 million followers. Uh, most of his picks are of him working out. <laughs> uh, I did have to see his butt a couple of times, okay. naked butt. Really? Going, yeah, he he put like some cupping. They call it cupping. Oh yeah, and he was showing all the cups on his butt. Okay, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> now he does have a checkered past, though, and oh. I don't know. You know, here it is. He, he you know he was, did a lot of drugs when he was younger. Okay, purple. Yeah. Um, at fifteen, uh, he got into a lot of trouble for racist comments. Mm. Uh, he was in like a gang that would you know chase uh, black kids he was around. In a gang? Like a like a small gang, not like where's he from? Not like again? the Crips Boston of the Bloods, or something. I think so. Okay. Uh, they used to throw ble- uh, rocks at black kids, oh. you know, call them bad words, mm. words that we don't say yeah. uh, in this house. Um, when he was 17, 18 years old, he changed that over to his hate for Asians. Oh. Uh, he beat a Vietnamese man with a large wooden stick. What the heck? 
Um, Marky he, Mark? Yeah. Well, yeah, he, yeah. Mark, yeah. He did that? Yeah. And then he punched another Vietnamese guy in the eye, and the guy actually lost his eye. Uh, this is all public record because I he did go to this. jail. He went to jail. He yeah. went to, I had no idea. Nobody got, talks about this. Nobody talks about this. Um, he did actually try to get it removed, expunged from his record. Okay. They said, no, like, I don't care. And the judge said, I don't care how famous you are. Wow. Um, he, he, he had two years. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Wow. Well, he took a guy's eye. Yeah. You know, in the Code of Hammurabi, if you go back to ancient Babylon, you lose your eye too. Wow. But um, he only served 45 days for this. A guy loses his eye, he serves 45 days. Why? So... My, my question is, I, I understand, I don't Did know. Did he He's, make amends? Has he spoken about this? I, I, I think maybe, I assume so. I, I mean, now he's in, that. I think he's around 50 now, late, late, early 50s or yeah. late 40s. Um, but here is a guy, you know, only 25 years earlier was beating Asian people, Vietnamese people with sticks and punching them in the eye. And now he's idolized by, you know, millions and millions of people because he makes great movies. Um, what, what do you, what do you think on that? I mean, it's interesting. Okay. So I guess around, um, okay. I guess like around the black lives matter, like when that, after George Floyd's death and whatnot, I'm just looking this up. He got called out for it. Okay. He, he got slammed. He got called out and, um, because of his past. Yeah. Because of his past. And he tried to say, he tried to speak to it, I suppose, saying that he was a little rough around the edges when he was a child. Okay. And, um, yeah, I can't really find... If he made amends later yeah, on? Yeah, I can't really... I, I can't figure... That's It's confusing right? to me. I mean, I could understand... Um, with him, he's very purple. Okay. And he obviously had a major self-destructive streak within him. And perhaps he funneled that... And it makes sense he's such a workout addict. I mean, it's possible he funneled a lot of that rage and a lot of that into that context instead of other contexts. It's not an excuse. Right. But yeah, I didn't know any of that. That's right. that's heavy. Yeah. He always seemed a little touchy to me. Yeah, he like, does. Yeah. Like yeah. if I saw him, I would be just like kind of looking at him without knowing this. I always thought like you bite your head off if he said something the wrong way or yeah. if you if he felt disrespected. I can see that with him. Yeah. Like a little touchy, a little edgy. Okay. He reminds me of kind of like um like a dog sometimes, and you're like, okay, don't pet that dog, kids. Like that's kind of the vibe he gives to me. Okay. So, I mean, if he, let's say, never went on to be a movie star and create all these great movies. Yeah. And maybe he went on to just be like, a, you know, a janitor or something, I don't know, a teacher. Yeah. Or, right. You know, to, and then you have this past, does he still, you know, do you still idolize this guy? I mean- is he, you know, just is he idolized just because of these films? I think that because he made of the and, way, you, and you overlook it. You know, that's the thing. I think a lot of people idolize people for the way they make us feel. Like yeah. when somebody makes me feel good, maybe I idolize them because they produced that feeling in me. I remember when Robin Williams died; it was so sad. And even you know, because and and it's so silly, but just watching Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, like what a right. wonderful movie that was, and how good it made me feel, and what a happy memory his movies brought to me. Maybe, you know, I think when you look at actors and their work, you're thinking more about how it made you feel versus them as a person. And yeah. I think that might be something that, that with with all of these people you're talking today is how do you make me feel? Right. But even like now, no, like I didn't know this either. 
and again, I mean, I never hit an Asian guy. So, I mean, like, even when you're younger, like, you could say, oh, well, he was young when he did it. Yeah, I didn't say that. No, I'm yeah. saying some people could say, you know, hey, he was young. He did yes. this when he was 18. Right. Now he's 50. Yeah. He hasn't hit an Asian guy in 32 years. Right. You know, I never hit an Asian guy. No. You know, I'm not idolized. But, um, <laughs> well, maybe I am. Someone actually sent me a great, a great trophy the other day. Yes, it's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, it kind of, for me, it kind of taints it now. You know, I yeah. actually... I yeah, now it's kind of... I didn't know that. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, with um the whole when you're young thing, we absolutely all do really stupid stuff when we're young. Yeah, but, those but are, like, that's, that's really... That's, that's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, know? I mean, and, yeah, and with the age thing, you know, like, a lot of people, you know, with the cancel culture, they get in trouble for things they did, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. But there's a really bad things, and, like... They should never have been done. You know, you know what I mean? There's like a difference between being young and dumb. But like, what's your intention? Yeah. You know, like. Saying a couple things here and there. But. Yeah. I think like the the, the intention and uh, it has to be looked at and I don't see a good. Oh, that's bad. That's yeah. ugly. That's ugly. Well, you ruined the movie. Stop dads for me. Uh, and I really thought yeah. that was funny with Will Ferrell. So thanks. <laughs> Is was he in that, 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 that one? Stepdads? Yeah. No, he wasn't in Stepdads. Yeah, not, it's not Stepbrothers. Oh, Stepbrothers. Stepdads, the step-dads. Like, where he's like the hot dad, oh, and then Will yeah. Ferrell's like the like the yeah. stepdad, and then he's like the, the bio dad, and yeah. that's so funny. All right, I can't watch that one anymore either. Oh, though. thanks a but lot. But we can watch Stepbrothers. <laughs> All right, the last one I have here, actually, well, one more after this one, is the Duggar family. All right. Okay, they have one. <laughs> Point three million followers. Yes. Uh, I went onto their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's very wholesome. Really a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> this is the family. They have like 20 million children. They have 19 uh, children. Yeah. They, <laughs> it looks kind of like a little bit of a creepy cultish type vibe to yeah. the page. Um, you know, uh, what's going on with these people? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't follow them, but you no. know I watch their... I, well, okay. This is terrible. When you're like, why do people like watch or follow? like? I always, without agreeing with them at all, would watch the the show, um, nineteen and counting, and then counting on. I always did. I was fast. This is why I, I watched them. It. So here's me, and you know me. Why would I watch this show? Even though inside I disagree strongly with absolutely everything they do. Right. Like for the most part. And I think it's awful and sick and, and like I was fascinated with the show because everyone's wearing this like inauthentic cloudy blue and it creeps me out and stresses me out. It's almost like they're not allowed to have their own personalities. So I would watch it and like try so hard to dig through and be like, who are you really? Who are you really? Like, because they have these storylines and, um, and not to put the religion down, it's just more fundamental than I think is healthy in yeah. my mind because just a lot of weird messages there. But like the inauthentic, cloudy, but, but I, you know, I'd, and you'd always be like, why are you watching? Them? Right. And, and th- I'm like, I just can't stop. And thank God you don't follow them. No. Be- because, and by the way, you don't follow Erica Jane anymore. I took her off your I never list. followed her. Okay. <laughs> I think you did for one time and I took it off. Um, but yeah. Anyway, getting back to this. I mean, they had the guy, one of the kids was yeah. molesting no, other family members. So the eldest How? son, it came out in 2015. And they didn't, um, right? When he was 15 years old, it came out and it was on record and everything. And this is trigger warning, um, everybody, because we're talking about child abuse. Um, he molested five of his younger sisters. And then they went on with Megan Kelly and the dad and the mom said, oh, the, ki- the girls were sleeping at the time. So it doesn't count. That 
is super screwed up. Like, he basically said he was 15, and they sent him to some Christian camp to deal with it. Well, Christian camp doesn't... They didn't get him the right tools, that kid. Right. They did, At the time, they did not give him the right tools to get out of whatever he was going through because there is data, there is scientific research that you can sometimes, if you catch it in time, like maybe save them. Well, anyways, he recently got arrested for child porn, which is, and it was the bad kind. Yeah. And oh, I'm on the Duggar Snark Reddit thread oh my too. Gosh. Oh my God. You admitted it. I did. Just because, like, everyone's just like, like, when is it TLC better? Can- I mean, I hope they cancel the show. I, I mean, I don't understand. Like, this one, like, blows my mind. It, it, it's sick. It really took a twisted turn. Yeah. How could it, first of all, I don't know if TLC canceled the show or not. How could it even be a show anymore? I'm sure they canceled it. And I don't even know how, other than maybe the, maybe it's all them following each other and there's like a million of them. But how could there be 1.3 million people oh, no. following this oh, family? I, I understand that. Because, because they should be no, they should be zero. They see the show and they've said this as their, an extension of their ministry. So the people that really like they have true right. blue followers that right. follow the same religion as them and whatnot e- even, that see them as role models. Even with this, these all these things. Well, that he's he did, saying that he's saying that he was framed. He was framed, but, he, but not as it. But he did molest the children. Yeah, he was fifteen and they were sleeping, so it's okay. That's what. <laughs> I, that's my. That's super. Uh, it, it it got so sick and twisted, yeah. and I'm just waiting. I'm like praying for a couple yeah. of them. Some of them kind of woke up a little bit. Yeah. You can tell they're leaving the fold. But yeah. the thing is, is the dad Jim Bob he like controls them with money, right. so you know they're kind of like stuck. A lot of them because remember they're not educated. Like they don't have their they they don't have education. Especially the girls, they were never educated past homeschool, whatever that is. Right. And they aren't allowed to get jobs. They aren't allowed to make their own money. They don't have trades or, or anything except they're white. They can be a wife and a mother. That's their only value. So they are stuck. They have no escape. Mm. It's horrific. It's uh, scary. It's horrible. All right. Well, I got one more. Okay. This one, this one even boggles my mind more than the Duggar family, more than Mark Wahlberg. The screen name is Scotty Ross 40. <laughs> He has 4,911 followers. He rarely posts. You do uh, rarely post. When he does post, he picks. He takes pictures of Mystic Michaela. <laughs> he makes these terrible stories that make no sense. Um, yeah, I don't Why would why someone follow this guy? Follow why you? would someone follow me? <laughs> I follow you, Scott. All right. Well, let's uh, get on with our, our ads, and then we'll do hurt people, hurt people. Okay. Before we start talking about how hurt people, hurt people... A place you can really check in with this in your own life is BetterHelp. You can get tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work, you know, whatever you need. Sometimes when we're hurt, we hurt the ones we love the most and BetterHelp can help you get real about it and and help yourself deal with not only how you impact others in your life, but how they impact you. It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you do deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I love my phone calls with my therapist. We talk about everything. She's so professional. She remembers me. She gives me great advice, and it's a wonderful, safe place to talk. I recommend it for 
anyone. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you. Just check it out because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash K-Y-A. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash K-Y-A. You know, there's nothing worse than getting that statement in the mail. It's your credit card statement. You dread it. You know, I don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off your shoulders so you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Stop dreading that day that bill comes in the mail every month. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So, Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash K-Y-A. That's upstart.com slash K-Y-A. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash K-Y-A. So exciting, you guys. I have Dipsy Voice Models, Scott. Here to come turn you off. Yes. So I am here when Dipsy turns you on and you got to go out in public. You know, you got that meeting you got to get to, whatever. You got to get to work and you're all turned on. You need someone to turn you off. And that's where I come into play. And uh, they, you know, I have a new one today that I'm going to do. It's called reducing my car insurance. Oh, that's great. You know, because just because you're a grown up doesn't mean you've outgrown those sexy bedtime stories. Whether you want a story to turn you on or wind you down for better sleep, Dipsy helps you get in touch with yourself for some extra sweet dreams. Hello, I'm calling to see why you raised my car insurance. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. I can check on that for you. What is your account number? Wow. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios. So you feel like you are right there. Seven, four, three, oh my God. six, nine, eight, <laughs> one, seven, six, five, two, three, four, eight, zero, zero, one. Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor or a costume party that takes things to the next level or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do or you try a new toy together. I see that you put in a claim for hitting a goat. <laughs> they release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. I did, but that claim was denied. Tipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. I'm going to put you on a brief hold. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, wow. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash K-Y-A. That's a 30-day free trial for those sexy, sexy stories when you go to Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash K-Y-A. That's dipsystories.com slash K-Y-A. Give it a try. It's a lot of fun to reconnect yourself or a partner. Yeah, I really think that story I did is going to do the job. And then when you're all turned on and all yeah. hot and bothered, just stick on Scott's story and you will be totally turned off and ready to go. You're ready to go. <laughs> ready all to right. get join society again. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Hurt people, hurt people. Let's do it. Hurt people, hurt people. You may have heard that saying before. And I wanted to talk about that today and what it means in our lives. So many of us are hardwired to think that the reasons for what happened in a relationship, um, being off kilter or broken, is a two-way street. And yes, that's very important, you know, to look at both sides and to take personal responsibility. But sometimes, sometimes one person and the one who is hurt is the one to blame. And our own responsibility isn't exactly our exchange in the relationship. It has to do with something much broader as empaths. Because the thing with us empaths, the people who can feel other people and their emotions the same as our own, is that we tend to love the hurt people. We love their brokenness. We identify with it because we're usually so comfortable with our own brokenness and we want to bring them into the fold with compassion and understanding and we want to heal them. And also we have a higher tolerance for being disappointed or hurt. We give them passes. It's easier for us because we know, well, they're hurting. They didn't mean to. One of the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which... Is from the book, The Four Agreements, which I highly recommend. I mean, I've talked about this before and the book reads, reads quick. It, it's a short book, but every time I read it, I get a new gem. It's very, it's very deep. And I'll tell you with this book, it, the ego doesn't like it. So the first time you read it, you might be like, Ooh, I don't like that. Or Ooh, that's, oof, ouch. Who says that? And then the more you read, the more you read it, the more true it feels and the more it aligns with you. So anyways, the second agreement is don't take anything personally. And I'm going to read from you. I'm going to read from this to you. Just a little passage where he says, personal importance or taking things personally is the maximum expression of selfishness because we make the assumption that everything is about me. During the period of our education or our domestication, we learn to take everything personally. We think we are responsible for everything. Me, 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 always me. Nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. All people live in their own dream, in their own mind. They are in a completely different world from the one we live in. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world, and we try to impose our world on their world. So it's once you kind of absorb that and you realize, okay, when people do things to us, it's not necessarily about us, even if it sure does feel like it, or they specifically say, hey, this is because of you, it never is because we all live in our own reality. We're all working from our own filters. 
And keeping that in mind can really help us have better relationships with ourselves and with the people in our lives. So today I wanted to talk about why hurt people tend to hurt other people and what the scenarios tend to be and what we can do about it. So the first thing, the first scenario is someone's life is just chaotic. I actually had the idea to do this topic because of an experience I had in my own life of late. Recently, someone asked me to do something um, professionally with them. I don't know them very well, but they asked me, they reached out to me, and I rearranged my schedule, and I agreed, and when the time came, the exact time that they gave me and the date and everything, I got completely and utterly ghosted. No texts, no response, nothing, and um, yeah, ouch, you know, uh, I made arrangements in my life, I kind of felt all sorts of victimized and and all sorts. I took it personal. I sure did. And then I thought about it, and I know what this person is going through in their own lives. I know that they're currently dealing with an absolutely terrible time in their life. And so I'm sure they didn't mean to do it. I really, I'm, I'm positive about that. I had to take my ego out of it where, oh, this is about me, and be like, you know what, this isn't about me. They are going through their own personal hell right now. And they are so hurt themselves, they can only seem to replicate that same energy outwards to others. Sometimes people who are hurting when their life is super chaotic, they can be very egocentric. You might see this with friends or loved ones who are going through a divorce or a breakup or job situation changes or just maybe they just create their own drama consistently. Sometimes their lives can be chaotic, and in the midst of the upheaval, they just, it's not possible for them to think about anyone but themselves. Maybe they're in survival mode, and they can be accidentally and unintentionally selfish. And the ones around them then have a choice. You either move on from it or you stay. But the first thing you have to do is obviously understand that it's not about you and then make, you know, certain boundaries or concessions. Now, next time, if it happens, there's an agreement or arrangement to be made, I won't trust them. That's that's the consequence. I put up a boundary now. The second scenario would be somebody projects on you their own issues, which hurt people tend to do. If they can't deal with their own issues, they'll just say you're having that issue. <laughs> So, um, it, when I was in between, I guess, job worlds, I was like, do I go back to teaching or do I continue with this practice here, my, my uh, psychic medium aura reading, Mystic Michaela thing, uh, or do I go back, be a Spanish teacher and I was home with my daughter and I wasn't making a ton of money, you know, and, and I think, my own self-esteem was kind of at a lower point because I, I didn't feel like I was contributing financially to the family the way I wanted to. That was my own thing. Scott didn't make me feel that way. That was just my own feeling. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate, especially a lot of stay-at-home parents. Sometimes they can feel like they're not contributing if they're not contributing financially. So I was kind of in that mode, but I made I made a promise to myself to give it a shot. You know, I'm going to give this practice a shot. I'm going to keep going towards it, keep listening to my guides and and doing things in a way that really doesn't make sense traditionally, but made sense to my soul. 
And one of my my stay-at-home mom friends, and we had daughters the same age, like randomly one day uh, sat me down and gave me a very unsolicited uh, advice speech about how I was doing my daughter a disservice by not going back into the workforce, by not uh, giving myself an identity as a working mother, but I mean, all of it, like, and it was very harsh and very straight up and very uncalled for. And I didn't ask her opinion, but it just was like coming out of her mouth. Now she herself, who was a stay at home mom, ironically was in the midst of trying to find a job, uh, going back to her previous profession. I, it took me a few days to process it. It really did. And I think that when somebody hurts you, because it did hurt me, especially the thing about not being a good role model for my daughter, because obviously when somebody says something to you and it hurts, it means that there's somewhere in you, you believed it. And I think with hurt people, when they project on you, they hit a nerve and the nerve is, oh, I may, maybe that's true. I believe it. And in the book, The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz calls that drinking the poison. And once you drink the poison, they can manipulate you. They can manipulate you. So it took me a few days to process it. And I realized, you know what? This isn't about me. This was really about her. This is about her own whatever issue she had. And perhaps I'm triggering her with pursuing my wild ideas instead of going back to my traditional looks good on paper thing like she was going to do. And I used it. I used it. I used the wounds it opened up in me to propel me forward and it worked out. So sometimes hurt people will give you the speech that they're really giving themselves in their head because it makes them feel better to kind of put their stuff on you. They're talking to themselves. You're getting that projected lecture. That's them really speaking to their own selves, but they thrust it on you instead because they don't want to own it. Many times we as more sensitive people, empaths truly, are open to hearing things. I mean, people feel comfortable telling us all their troubles. You probably have tell me everything written across your forehead and people do. And sometimes you get the fine, just the the TMI stuff, but sometimes you get unsolicited advice. And I call it like kind of the blank canvas syndrome where we can look like blank canvases and people can paint all their issues on us and just walk away. My mom has a better one for it. It's a little gross, but she says, you know, some people, people usually like a toilet. They'll take a dump in you and run away from their own stench. And That's what you can feel like really after you get the projected unsolicited advice speech. Okay, third scenario, death, major trauma, something, something very significantly awful happens to somebody and they're hurting. This one tends to be in our society, something we understand. It's something in our society is when people are hurting because of a death of a loved one or a major catastrophe or drama in their lives, we tend to understand, okay, you know, we're not going to hold them to a standard that we would hold other people to. And when they hurt us, it's more compartmentalized. It's easier to recognize this, but still, I remember when my grandmother died 
I was 18, and we were all in the room with her at hospice. She died at a hospice. And of course, it was very sad, but if you've ever gone into a hospice, if you've ever had that experience, it's hard to describe. The place is filled with angels. The people that work there are true angels, and whenever I have the privilege of reading a hospice nurse, it's just... I I can't, they're angels, the hands of angels. That's truly, they do God's work. Beautiful people. Anyways, a therapist came in right after my grandmother passed. So maybe it was like, I want to say like a half hour or so after, and we're just there crying. And a therapist came in and she was very young. I mean, she looked super new. If I was 18 and she looked the same age as me, she must've been like, what, 24, 25, right out of school. And she went up to my mother and cringed like, okay, (laughs) Oh boy. And she handed her a pamphlet and was like, this is where the grieving groups meet. And, um, this is how you might be feeling right now. And my mom went off. Don't tell me how to grieve. Who are you? How dare you get out of my face? I mean, she lost it. She lost it. She just lost her mother. She was, uh, she was hurt, but the girl face went like ice cold I'll never forget it like completely white she held back tears she nodded and she totally like ran she ran you know the thing with hurt people who are going through something is they can lash out and it was never about that young girl it was never about her and I wonder sometimes I still think about it I wonder I wonder what happened to her (laughs) I wonder I wonder and I wonder how many times we've been tested by hurt people and thought that, oh, we're not good at something. Even when, even, but that, of course she was good at it. It was just a hurt person lashed out. Doesn't mean you're not good at it. And I wonder how many of us have dumped something or stopped something or quit something because a hurt person going through their own thing that wasn't about us lashed out. And I'm sure in that profession and with other therapists around her and and workers, like they said, you know, that happens sometimes. You're okay. You know, try again. Learning experience. (laughs) But think about it. You know, how many times have you been lashed out at and it really wasn't about you, but it made you want to quit something or stop something or not do it anymore? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The fourth scenario is a hurt person, uh, someone who's really hurting, creates drama to deflect from their own issues. So I had a reading with a client. She was so blue. Like she's, you know, in her borders of her aura were so fuzzy, which to me just means like she doesn't know who she is and she's too much in other people's heads. Uh, And she was saturated with other people's colors too. 
so it was hard to find herself. I had to dig and dig to see her energy clearer. And she sent me all her family members and one popped out. Okay. One, I knew it was her sister popped out and her questions to me were more, more about how can I change myself so that they love me again? How can I change myself so that they fit in? What can I do to, to have the family that I want to have with them? Now, her sister was that one that stood out to me, and I knew she was hurt. And it turned out that the sister was in a, an abusive marriage, domestically abusive, and of course they had children, all right? And it got to the point where the family some time ago did an intervention, and the sister during this intervention told, admitted, this is what he's done to me, this is what he's done to the kids, this is everything. You can't forget that, okay? Like if somebody in your family is like, okay, this is what my husband did to me, this is what he did to the kids, this is what he said, this is what's happened, you're going to hate him and you're going to say you can't go back and you get invested in making sure they don't go back. Well, she went back. (laughs) She went back to him. Now she herself is a victim. She herself is a very hurt person. Someone's hurting her. But what happened was, is the sister didn't want to talk about that. She made her decision to go back with him, and she decided, for whatever reason, to deflect. And the way she deflected was to start a lot of drama and chaos and direct it towards the person I was reading, her sister. To the point where she got the mom, both of their mom, you know, their mother was talking to the sister over the person I was reading, her other daughter. And the mom did this because, you know, she was strong held into it. She didn't want to lose access to her daughter who was being abused. She didn't want to lose access to the children. So she became the flying monkey, you know, to the narcissistic husband and the, and the daughter and her own daughter, who is the victim. And they were creating a lot of storylines, a lot of narratives, doing a lot of things, um, you know, where they would go out to eat or they do think, make sure they wouldn't invite her, no, the sister and her family. And it was sad, but she would create a lot of drama in order to deflect from her own issues that she didn't want to talk about anymore. I will see this all the time, you know, to the point of estrangement even when someone in the family is hurting, but they don't want to address it. So they kind of spin a narrative. So we focus on someone else instead. And that's what was happening. Spirit's advice to her was, listen, you have a family of your own. You have a husband and a daughter. You can't control that. You can say, I love you. You should not be with your husband. I I am here for you. If you need anything, 3 a.m., I'll come get you. But I'm not going to participate in in these games anymore. So here's my number. You know how to reach me. and I'm here for you. No judgment. And that's it. Non-defensive responses when she tries to engage you again. Sorry you feel that way. I'm going to take a break now. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm going to hang up the phone now. It's sometimes we have to make boundaries because you can't control other people. And when people are hurting like that, like her sister's hurting so bad, and this narrative she's creating where it's really a family drama issue is taking away her focus. It's a lovely distraction so that she doesn't have to think about what's going on in her life and the personal responsibility she has to take or the steps she needs to take to to get away from this guy. So that's complicated. And it's hard. And of course, my client was weeping for her nieces 
and weeping for her sister and missed her mother so bad. But what can you do? She's a very hurt person. So what do we do? What do we do? The first thing is, again, you, you just, you really have to work on not taking it personally. You got to take your ego out of it. It's not about you. Even if they say, this is about you, it's really not. And you have to understand that you can't control others' behaviors, but you can control how you allow yourself to be treated. There are times when you can put up some with, you know, mistreatment, a degree of it, obviously. We all do that. For example, when someone's going through something, um, okay, fine. But it has a shelf life attached to it. And even then, there needs to be a realization that you cannot continue to set yourself up for disappointment over and over. It's a bad message to send to the universe that you're all, you have a target on your back or you're, all, you're laying down to get slaughtered every time by somebody. You have to stop. Because sometimes that's the relationship. Well, in the relationship, I'm hurt. If I didn't allow myself to be hurt, we'd have no relationship. Okay, that's bad. You know, like if the relationship relies on you being the brunt of the jokes or you being the one that's, you know, disregarded constantly, that's, that's not a good relationship and something to notice. The next thing that you can do is you can avoid feeling like the victim. This can become a pattern for us, especially if it's our role in the family to be the victim, to cater to others' needs first, to be the bridge between two relationships. That your role in the family was to be, okay, these two don't get along, and so I'll be the communicator between the two of them. I'll be the bridge. And then what's your identity? Your identity is always the person that translates one person's thoughts and actions to the other person, peacemaker. And you can feel like, oh, I can't do anything for myself. I can't do this. I can't do that because this is my role. So avoid feeling like this is something that's not a choice. You can make choices to get out of the role where you're the one that's hurt and victimized. But the sacrifice to that is you might lose some people. Another way to do something is to, is to take control with boundaries, creating boundaries around people until they're safer to be near. It is important to protect ourselves. Just because someone's a little weaker than us right now doesn't mean it's okay to be used as their punching bag. It's okay to love someone from a distance if you have to. It's okay to send flowers or send food if showing up in person isn't really healthy. It's okay to do that. And, and that's okay um, to do when a loved one around you is hurting. If they're just not really emotionally okay, if they're not being kind to you, if it's something where you're constantly putting yourself on the fire to be around them physically, you can do something in a different way. Boundaries. You can also use your words. Um, just like in my own situation, if she reaches out, I will just not, I mean, I'll take it for what it's worth. I'm not, I'm not going to rearrange my whole day around it anymore. That's a boundary. Or I'll create it when it's a time that I know I have nothing else going on. So if it does or doesn't happen, cool, whatever. Also consider your own self. You know, personal responsibility, that's a big thing. I, I, it's helped me a lot. It's helped me a lot. It's given me a lot of power, but it's a journey. I have to keep reminding myself that I am personally responsible. You have to consider things about yourself. Are you creating clear boundaries or are you giving mixed messages? Are you hiding how you feel? Are you not being your real self around others? You have to get real with what's important to you and state clearly what you want and how you want it. And when they don't do something that does or, you know, 
feels inconsiderate, you can state that in a compassionate way. You know, you've been late a lot to our coffee dates recently, and I know maybe you have things going on, but next, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you text or I'd appreciate it if you let me know because I'm starting to feel hurt by your lack of regard for my time. And I love you, and I say it with love. Things like that are really hard for us to say. It's so much easier for us to roll over and let people hurt us and just, whatever, I'm fine, I can deal. Uh, Yeah, and then, you know, and then finally understanding that if this is just a pattern or if this is something that's just never going to, a phase they're never going to get over, they might not get to be in your life in the same capacity as they were before. And while you can have compassion for them and you can have understanding about it, you don't have to go to that place with them every time. Sometimes when people are suffering, you want to suffer with them. Sometimes it's a really kind thing to do, actually. When someone is suffering, sometimes, especially with the empaths, we want to we wanna lend our support by, by getting down to their vibe a little. And that's okay to a certain extent. Make sure they don't feel alone. But there's a difference between hanging out on the couch all weekend with your friend who's in a slump, watching movies and eating Taken with them for a while, versus dealing with their baseless accusations or their constant disregard for your time or their unsolicited nasty advice. There's a difference. If they're self-created chaos people, that's different. There is a way to help someone and allowing yourself to suffer for them, be the sponge which absorbs their negative energy that they don't know what to do with, that's not that's not how you suffer with somebody. If somebody passes, um in, in a loved one's life, you know, your friends, you know, mom or dad passes, you want to beef with them, you want to cry with them, you want to hold their hand, you makes them feel better. It makes us feel better to have somebody crying next to us, holding us, knowing that they're with us emotionally. That's different than you taking the brunt of their projected issues in, in terms of verbal or emotional or even sometimes physical abuse. That's different. And then check yourself. Sometimes when you're hurt by someone, it's a great time to check, is this, is, is this being hurt or am I being a little bit, is my ego the thing getting kind of scratched? So like, let's say somebody says to you, for example, um, hey, your work performance, that presentation, it wasn't up to par. You got to polish that up next time. <gasps> Ooh, I mean, are they a hurt person hurting you? Or are they just giving you... Uh, constructive criticism. So just connecting to the source too is important. And then finally, you know, letting yourself being vulnerable. It's so important to let it. And and that's such a journey as I talk about in the Recovering Empath episode four and then the workshops I do. You know, it's hard to get vulnerable again after you've been hurt so much. But when you do, when you allow yourself, it's such a a gift because you're not you're not just doing that so that you can meet really authentic connections you're also saying to yourself and if it doesn't work out i trust myself to walk away i won't get stuck so it's okay to be vulnerable to these people and when someone shows you 
who they are and they treat you not so nice when you're vulnerable, it's okay to close up shop, love them from afar, and walk away. You don't have to stay for seconds. And then this is what I do and this is what I did when it happened to me too. And I think it's just a good little, when you're hurt by someone, it's a great little time to take some inventory, an honest inventory of any of offenses that you may be unwittingly committing currently. Um, I think part of our spiritual journey is kind of owning ourselves and taking some inventory like, hmm, where have I not been sensitive to other people's time or space or feelings because I was hurting. And then maybe reach out to them and just kind of give them a little bit like, sorry about that. Or, you know, I validate that you have been dealing with this with me and I apologize and just kind of making little amends here and there. It cleans up your energy. I'm telling you, it cleans up your aura. It cleans up your, your vibe. It makes manifesting positive relationships and opportunities a lot easier kind of take take especially when you're hurt by someone take take a moment to be like oh where have I done that to other people and then reach out and give some love back and it's it's kind of a way to wipe your slate clean and raise your vibe because when someone hurts you you can kind of get pulled down to their vibe and that's not fun. <laughs> so raising yourself up by taking inventory of where you can make sure the people around you feel loved and important and seen and validated is a way to get yourself back up there. And when we do have a time when we're hurting, okay, like, you know, you're in the middle of a move or you broke up with somebody or you're having some financial issues right now or whatever, just own it. Be responsible. We live in this world We live in this society where we're all, and this is part of why hurt people hurt people, because we're all supposed to be okay all the time. And then we get defensive if we're not. So instead of lying, like, of course I'm being considerate. Of course I'm respectful of other people's time. Of course. It's like, you know what? Maybe I'm not right now, but I'm also going through a lot. So being honest with people like, hey, I'm sorry I suck at being a friend right now. That's okay. Own it. In our society, that's not really applauded, but we applaud you. I applaud you for owning it. And I think in a real friendship, when I hear that from somebody or they hear that from me, we are like, okay, totally got it. I got you. I love you. Sending you love. Reach out when you're ready. Let me know if you need something. Cool. Yeah, so so when people aren't feeling good, you know, when people are hurt, when people hurt others, for whatever the reason is, the takeaway today is that it's not about you personally, but we take a step back and we think about how we can create our own behavior to deal with it. You can't control how other people are going to treat you, good or bad. You can't. But what you can do is you can teach people You can teach people how they're going to be allowed to treat you. So if somebody shows you not so nice stuff, you don't have to stay for it. And you can move on. And that's not selfish, even if they're hurt. Even if they're hurt. It's not selfish. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So do you ever feel guilty about needing to walk away from someone who's maybe too hurt to have a relationship right now? Um, no, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Yeah, no, I, I mean... You're going to 
you're brushing things under the carpet. I can brush things under the carpet. Carpet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I thought, you know, to kind of close things up, you know, um, on the Miss Michaela Spiritual Family on Facebook, which I say is the best group on on Facebook. We have over 7,000 people in there. Uh, Everybody is fantastic. And, you know, people give great advice. Uh, Everybody is so kind to each other. Yes. You know, the the thing that we get the most is that there's no hate on the page. It's not a page where people feel uncomfortable. People put things on there that they just don't feel comfortable saying maybe to their partner, to their, you know, friends. Yeah. And it's a really... Uh, safe space. Yes, not without a lot of love. Yes, and you know we there's a lot of posts every day, mm-hmm. uh, and I was you know just kind of scrolling through, and I you know I saw a couple that caught my eye, and I thought maybe hey you know why, why don't we just maybe answer this on the podcast? Okay. Uh, you know I I don't think we've answered it on the page. We, you know we can't get to every post personally, yeah. so we'll take a couple. Okay. All right. So the post I found was from Cassandra. I'll just use her first name, and she writes and she put a picture of her. And our fiance. So we'll, we'll get their colors confirmed here. Hello, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. I just got engaged on Wednesday. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. I'm already really stressing out about the wedding. And she puts down that she's a yellow blue. My fiance. My fiance. <laughs> I can't read anymore. Want me to do it? My fiance, mm-hmm. who I think is red and blue, uh, would prefer to elope or have a very small wedding. I would prefer that as well, but I feel really bad not inviting people that I know because they would be upset not to get invited. I've already had friends reach out and ask if I know yet when the wedding is and where and I don't even plan to invite them. How do I move past the guilty feeling and just do what I want? Mm. Okay, so they, the, the fiancé and her, they want this small wedding. Yeah. But they probably have a larger friend group that all want to come and they're yeah. excited and she wasn't even planning on inviting some of these people. Yeah. And then... How do you tell them? Uh, it gets carried away. You know, if you don't want a wedding, don't have a wedding. Like, honestly. Like, yeah. like that's like, don't even ask us. We're like, no. Yeah. We are, yeah. yeah. We, we, got, we got a wedding story for that's you. That's a whole other. But like, honestly, and, and they look like, when I look at their picture, yeah, she's yellow and blue and he's red and blue and they are so happy together. You can tell yes. they're just such a happy couple. They align so well. This is just going to cause friction between the two of you if you start pleasing other people before, you know, something that you and your future husband have already kind of aligned to because he's red. Yeah. So he doesn't care I mean, he cares, but not really. Like, right. he's like, yeah, you know, but we just told him we're doing something small. And now if they have a problem with it, that's on them. Like, that's probably how his attitude's going to be. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, yeah, but I feel bad. Da, 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 da. And then he's going to feel not heard or listened to. And then it could cause, like, friction between the two of you because weddings are pricey. Okay? That's expensive. And there's a lot of little things and it takes away from your conversations. I mean, it's stressful. Yeah. I strongly suggest you make a joint statement together now that you're going to stick to like you sit down you're like this is what we're this is the thing we're going to tell every single person like hey we have decided as a couple to get married very small and maybe if you want to have some sort of barbecue you know later or some sort of like fun event potluck or just whatever kind of everyone shows up and just parties without any sort of label attached to it right Go for that. That's what okay. I, that's what I suggest. But get get your statement together now. Your right. your shared vision of what you're going to tell everybody. Get it together now. Right. What do you What do you suggest, Scott? No, I I, I mean I, I agree 100 percent with you. You know, I mean this guy 
they I mean they do seem like they're very happy together. Yeah, they're cute. Uh, and that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um and he just wants to elope or just very small. You know, yeah, I, that that makes sense to me. You know, just yeah. elope. It's just going to cause them yeah, throw friction. Like a, throw like a par- uh, barbecue or something later. Later, and, yeah. Yeah. Because people do probably want to, you know, people probably do want to celebrate They them. do want to celebrate you. Yeah. So let them celebrate you, yeah. you know, on your own terms, like yeah, later. And you don't have to worry about, hey, look, our wed- you, whatever happens to you guys, <laughs> the disaster that was our wedding, <laughs> you know, we had, I you think, have no idea. 50 people at that's most. That's an episode. That, that's a, oh, that's, oh three, that's three episodes. And I was like living in such the 3D at that time. Oh my gosh. And you were too. And like, it was, so we made all the mistakes you can make. Oh yeah. Every single one of them. We had the wedding canceled, then back on. Like two weeks before, different places. Oh yeah, my God. Different places, caterers, no caterer. Oh my God. No bathroom, no air condition. For real. Everything you could think of. It was horrible. It was horrible. But at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. No. Because, you know, we were in love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so sweet And, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, look, if you have a good DJ at a wedding and, you know, a couple of drinks, Open you're, bar. You're, you're, you're fine. And Open bar and DJ, DJ or whatever, band, DJ, music. You do need food. You do. But really, the most thing is that bar. Get the open bar. Bar. Never open skimp bar. on the bar. Never skip on the bar. And the DJ. Because that could cover so much. It covered, <laughs> like, we had no decorations. We no, no, You know, there were, better. like, boxes everywhere. It was, like, True. the worst room. There was, like, empty tables and chairs. It was, like, you know, like, looked like a warehouse. Oh, my God. It was God. horrible. But we had open bar. We had liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a, a DJ And was a good, good DJ. Yeah. yeah. He, he played every song I told him You don't him need to. a band. So it was, like, Your right. friend can be the DJ. Okay. All right. One more here, and then we'll, we'll close out. <laughs> okay. All right. So Amanda writes, so I just started this dating app thing, ugh, trying to put myself back out there, laughy face, but would it totally be inappropriate to make them take the BuzzFeed or a quiz, the Mr. McKellar one, that uh, since I can't get Mr. McKellar to run my dating life for me? Now, definitely. Okay. Let me explain what you need to do, and I, I'm going to tell people right now before you really get into a serious committed relationship with anybody new, make them take the Aura quiz. (laughs) Make them listen to the podcast. They don't have to listen to all like 88 episodes, but maybe let's say 30 episodes. Make sure they leave a review. (laughs) Make sure it's five star. If they don't do these things, they're not for you. (laughs) You know, if they're not willing to rate and review and subscribe to the Mystic Michaela Know Your Aura podcast, they're not worth it. Just you dump them right away. Like if they say, you know, I'm not listening to that. You dump them. They don't even, nothing. They get nothing. All right, Scott. All right. All right. Um, so one of our, Mr. Michaela's spiritual family members, Stephanie M., okay. uh, she made this awesome quiz on BuzzFeed. And it's linked on the Facebook. It's linked in two places on my, uh, at Mystic Michaela, my Instagram. And if you go to the bio, it's in there. And it's on the Facebook page in the announcements. But I don't see any problem. And I don't know if you can do this. Is like put the link to it in your <laughs> dating profile. And just, and, like, and yes. it's almost like take the quiz before you message me. And like you can say it kind of funny. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, people are interested. Um, message me with your, with your aura colors. Yeah. Message me with the aura color that you got. Right. And then, then you know they read the whole profile right. of you. So right. they actually have interest. They're not just like serial saying, hey, babe, to like 100 different girls. Right. And also you get a little insight. Like they message you with a blue or a green or something or like whatever. And then you're like, okay, at least they – and then you have a starting off talking point. Yes. 
Now, now you might lose some people that way too. <laughs> oh, but that's it's a filter. But that's okay. You don't want those people. <laughs> I'm sure some people do that with astrology too. <laughs> like, message me with your birth right. date and time right. and location. Yeah. Like I could see that. Now that's that's just as you know you could yeah. do that too right. if you're into astrology. But I don't think there's anything wrong with linking the BuzzFeed quiz. I- and like I said, I would also link the podcast and link the review section. Screenshot your, re- your five-star <laughs> review before you message me. Right. Right. So, you know, we want to make sure they're involved. You know, if they're doing those things, they're, they're, they're interested. They're, they're interested. But I think yes. it's cool. Yes. I think it's cool. Look. It's a great jumping off point. Like, yeah. I'm agreed. What does that mean? Right. And then you're like, oh, now we have things to talk about. Yeah. And then if you know that they've done all those things... And then you meet and have a couple of dates. You'll feel comfortable showing them your bra crystal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like some weird conversation you have to have right. three months from now. Right. Because if you know, that bra crystal drops on the floor, they'll be like, oh, and that makes total sense. Maybe they yeah. have one too, a boxer right. crystal. Right. Or if you told them that, you know, hey, we had fun in the astral plane last night, they won't think you're weird. No. No. <laughs> it's all. This is all win-win. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, and you take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.